it's tough with families. But I think that if you do, who's going to teach our kids if we don't, right? Who's going to set that example? And, and no one's setting that example. And like are the government's guidelines are off from the science. A lot of the emerging science is saying, hey, that's not right. I'm starting to get corrected. But um, if we don't teach them, they're going to learn other bad stuff. And, and it's socially acceptable. It's what the government says you're supposed to do. And it's just normal. But it's not helping health and fitness is the topic of today's episode. I bring on the founder of Fit Daddy 365, Mr. Soren Harrison. Um, he helps dads get lean, strong, and happy. Um, has a lot to say about diet, workout, um, a lot of helpful tips. Um, so let's jump into the interview with Soren. Today we have Soren Harrison on the podcast, who is none other than Fit Daddy, is what I'm going to, I guess I'll refer to you as Fit Daddy 365, <laughs> but Soren has got an interesting program which helps dads get fit, and he's also done quite a few other things, and notably being an MIT grad, so thanks Soren for being on the podcast. Sure, of course. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get doing this Fit Daddy 365 stuff? I love all the content you put out, and I'd love to hear a little bit of the background. Yeah, sure. Happy to share. Yeah, so my background is actually um, in science and engineering. So I studied in grad school nuclear fusion. And so I- science and engineering is like totally underselling it. It's like <laughs> nuclear fusion. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I loved it. And so I, my whole thing was like, I want to save the world. I love huge challenges. Um, that's just typically how I've thought about things. And so, yeah, when I was an undergrad, I started undergrad in San Diego. I surfed every day and I played my guitar and I got like straight C's. Like they just passed me through. And then I was like, oh, I got really excited about science and engineering. It was like, boom, the rest of college straight A's. And then I went to, to grad school. I started in Wisconsin and then I was a visiting student at MIT and just loved the idea of solving a big problem and enjoying the challenge. Anyhow, I got the entrepreneurial bug, started a, a solar company, and shortly thereafter, my son, or a few years after, my son was born. And I had been doing, I did a half Ironman, and I was training hard, and I was eating a ton. And around the time my son was born, I stopped training, and I kept eating, <laughs> and yeah, I gained 70 pounds of fat It was it, over the course of a year. So it was like wow. a really drastic run-up. And one day, my, my, I went to pick up my son Harper off the floor, and my heart hurt. And I didn't have a heart attack. I didn't go to the hospital. But I was like, I'm having physical pain because I've gained so much weight. Like, I have to stop this. Yeah. And so even crazier, it took me another year before I actually changed directions. And so I dropped 40 pounds of fat and added muscle, so balanced out a little bit more. And after that, I went through a really difficult custody situation, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It was awful. And one of the things that kept me sane through that was exercising. It was just like the lowest point of my life, but I was still training for another half Ironman and just trying to keep my head on straight. And that experience really gave me a heart to serve dads. And really just made me feel like there's not, you know, mom groups, there's tons of mom stuff. And yeah. that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. And there's some dad stuff out there, but not as much. And nothing that's scalable, really. And nothing that's, and I'm not discounting any of the other dad stuff out there because there's some great stuff out there. But I just felt like I want to serve dads. And mm-hmm. I want to be able to help all of us 
change the trajectory of our kids' lives. I think especially here in the U.S., it's amazing how bad a shape we are in collectively. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to start Fit Daddy 365. And so the whole idea is everything else out there is get jacked, get a six-pack, live in the gym. I'm like, how about hang out with your kids and be really healthy and balance all that and teach your kids? Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with if you have a six-pack and you love it in the gym and that's what you're all about. I'm all about that too. But we have to stop and think, what's best for our kids? How do we change their lives? And how do we achieve what we need to health and fitness-wise without leaving our kids behind, essentially? Yeah, no, there's so much there that I want to dive in on. But one thing I'd like to, to hear, just can you give me, what is the Fit365? Tell people, what do you offer? How is it different? Maybe we could start there and then back into some of the other yeah. stuff that you talked about. Sure, sure. Yeah, Fit Daddy 365, sort of flagship offering is Fit Daddy Blueprint. And what we do is we go through what I call the Fit Daddy Fundamentals. So these are the seven pillars of being a healthy, fit dad. And it's a sort of combination of one-on-one -on -one coaching with group coaching. And so you have a, a, we have a Facebook community for all of the Blueprint clients. And basically we go through each of those Fit Daddy Fundamentals, do a training, figure out how to implement them specifically for your life. I think that's the big thing as dads, you can get a meal plan, you can get a workout plan, you can, you can get all that stuff for free. But actually figuring out, hey, this is what works for me, here's what I'm struggling with, and here's how to actually make it work in my life, that's really where I focus with the Daddy 365, uh, because I think it's, it's just really tough. You have to make space. Often a dad might be sitting on the couch all the time and hasn't exercised in years and has gained a lot of weight. And so going and slamming it as hard as you can in the gym week one that's a good way to get injured. And yeah. injuries kill your consistency, and consistency kills your results. Or lack of consistency kills your results. So I really focus in on how do we implement little things like wedge activities that increase your consistency and build momentum over time and, and get results that way. Yeah, I 110% agree with that. And I think that's what I've seen in my own physical fitness life. I, You have to fit it in and you have to do what works for you. And that's so mm -hmm. different. Like you said, there's a million and one workout things for like dudes that are like in their 20s and don't have any responsibilities other than work. It's yeah, that's great, but um, not the audience that you know, especially this podcast is for. Um, but one of the things you said that I've really resonated with and have been thinking a lot about is just the mental aspect of it, the mental health aspect of it, especially now. Probably this podcast is being recorded in July of 2020 in midst of this COVID 19 craziness. It's like everyone's dealing with some level of mental anxiety and physical fitness is so extremely important. Like I, my brother-in-law, I'll text him and we'll challenge each other. Sometimes I'm like, Hey, if I ever text you saying like complaining about something, just tell me to go for a run. Go tell me before you even respond, say, have you done 20 pushups? That's kind of like just the sheer like clearing of your head is so yeah. fundamental. But yeah. could you speak to that a little bit, especially in light of like your story and how you arrived at what you're doing? It sounds like that was the genesis, right? Was getting yeah. your mind, your body to get your mind right to some degree. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it was just just keep my head above water. It was just such a amazingly tough situation. And at the time, I was doing it for that. It was just like I was already had some goals around it, and so I was training. And but looking back, it was like, oh yeah, that was like a critical part of burning off that stress. That was a critical part of, of just you know keeping sane, so to speak. And I think yeah, we have this 
pharmacy, this biochemical pharmacy available to us 24 hours a day. And it doesn't take much to activate. And I think that's very often missed. I think for, for professional dads um, or you know, dads who are founding companies and these types of things, your performance in your head is so tied to your body, right? And, and if you don't have that energy, how are you going to build that business? If you don't have that energy after working a long day, how are you going to be patient with the kids? If you don't have that energy and you're not in, investing in that part of your life, it's going to creep out into all the other parts of your life. And so I think that because, and we t- collectively, we, we take a lot of drugs to you know mess with our serotonin and our dopamine and this or that, and we get little you know hits on our phone. Yeah. I'm as guilty as everyone on these things. We do a lot and we pay a lot of money to solve some of these problems when all it takes, to your point, right? Like go for a run, do some push-ups. I've got a, a little five minute workout, do that. And you'll be amazed at how quickly you feel better. Oh. And so, you know, I think that's the key is reminding yourself that your performance will be better work-wise, family-wise, man-wise, if you're taking care of your body and you're making those investments. And that's just in the moment, not to mention what happens down the road if you don't make these investments, just the disease that's, that's rampant right now. Yeah, I, I agree. It's such a cascading effect, like you're saying. But you, you said now you're doing this program with a number of dads and you have a Facebook group and stuff. Tell me a little bit about some of the, what are the hurdles, other than time, there's sheer time constraints what are some other things that people that come to you that go through this program, what are they coming to you like being frustrated? What are the hurdles to actually doing what they want to do? They recognize maybe they, they need to get in shape. They recognize they have health issues and they're like, hey, I want to get in shape. What What are some of those barriers and how do you help break some of those down in the training or in just the group coaching aspect? I would say the biggest issue that I'm seeing yeah. is I, I can't. Oh, I can never be that light. It's almost, it's a belief thing. And they're like, oh yeah, I could get in better shape. I need to take care of this. But it's that barrier. I could never weigh 220, like maybe 250, but not 220. And that holds you back. If you don't think you can get down that low, of course you're not going to get down that low. So I would say, and this is the number one lesson that was drilled into me from my dad from a very early age. You can, right? You can get back to where you were before. You can be in better shape than you were in your 20s. You can be stronger, you can be leaner, you can be happier. And I think that's the first biggest thing, is not to give up, not just to say, that's my age, or it's my genetics, or any of the excuses that we all use at some point in time to basically give up. And so I'd say the first thing is you absolutely can, right? It depends on what you want to do, but you absolutely can, and keeping that in your head, of yeah. course, you you know, through 250 and gets 200, right? That's a huge thing. The other piece is nutrition. I think that's the the number one thing. Everyone, for the most part, we associate being healthy and fit with moving, exercise, running, gym, weight, whatever. But, and we know about nutrition, but I think that very often people think that they're eating well or eating Mm -hmm. clean, and they come to me and they're not. Right? And hey, send me your send me your food blog. Let me see. Take me. Let me see those pictures. And our bodies are so sensitive to random ingredients in some food. In some and really understanding what those inflammatory things are, what how your body responds to different foods, I think is a huge part of making progress because you'll never outrun poor nutrition ever. 
and you're again coming back to your energy that is dictated by your nutrition right you can and you can work out every day kill it in the gym and you can kill all those results really quickly with one meal and i think that really understanding how sensitive our bodies are to what we put in them and what we surround ourselves with is a is actually key i have a musician friend who's also a coach he coaches musicians in particular and think about when you hear a song and there's one note off you hear that like, oh that was really bad and that analogy with our bodies and what we put in them and what we surround ourselves with they're super sensitive and very quickly we go oh that food is off and sometimes we don't make the association between what we're eating and what we're feeling uh, even though it's there so i think nutrition and belief are the two big ones yeah, I could definitely see that. And I think the belief that where what I was thinking about was like you there's a there's a lot of valid reasons for you not to work out, especially as a dad with young kids. You're just getting busy and there's a sense of that's okay. You know like the dad bod or whatever. It's there's this acceptance and it's there that's, I guess it's valid from some degree. It's yeah, you're busier than a guy in their 20s that can go to the gym all the time, but at the same time that's like a horrible excuse. If nothing else <laughs> I think you've said this before. It's, that's the very reason why you should be in good shape. Like you should be in good shape for your children. So you have the energy. So, you, so you're around a long time. So you don't have the health you know, issues. So this thing about nutrition is I definitely can relate to that. I, I My nutrition goes in waves in terms of getting better and then it gets bad and all this stuff. And it's related to a bunch of different things. But how do you break down... How do you educate some of your clients on that in terms of, you mentioned a food blog. I think that's mm-hmm. awareness, I think is probably one thing. If I were to take a picture of everything I ate, I'd probably be like, oh yeah, this is probably not the best. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So maybe that's a first step. Tell me a little bit about how, how that goes with, with some of your clients and some of the ahas or the light bulbs that go off when they start working with you specifically around nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a client right now who he he had lost a lot of weight, actually. He'd done an amazing job, something like he had lost like 70 pounds, and but he had hit this plateau, and he still had a lot to lose. And he's exercising every day, right, like an hour a day in the gym, super consistent and committed and just feeling stuck. And so we started the food blog, send me everything. And then I can look and see, okay, inflammatory, spikes your blood sugar, these types of things. I ID all of that. And so then send them the meal plan and, and, and we do a training on it. We go through, here's all, here's the bad stuff, here's the good stuff. And not just in bad and good and bad and good, but like conceptually what's going on and, and how do you need to think in order to adjust your your lifestyle around nutrition. Mm-hmm. And so got him a meal plan, went through the training, stuck he stuck rigorously to the meal plan and he's like, all right, I'm finally like, I'm ready for a cheat day. I think it was like two weeks later or something. Uh, or a cheat meal, I was like, yeah, go ahead, have the cheat meal, and which was essentially like a normal meal from before, yeah. and he was like, I feel awful. Like, he had his cheat meal, I was like, I get it. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. Hey, you're because- like clapping, you're cheering out loud, you're so proud, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, yes, and that's the thing. You don't realize how, in some sense, how awful you feel consistently, until you've cleaned it up and felt great, and then you go back to it, and you're like, oh, this is really bad for me. I don't even feel good. I'm not happy. Like Usually, you're, you get whatever hit you get from your meals, and that's why you keep yeah. doing it. You realize, oh, like maybe I'm addicted, and I'm not happy. And, and so when you break that, and you feel good, 
it makes it that much harder to go back to those old habits. They're still there. They're always going to be there. I've, I've got my nutritional habits that I struggle with. But feeling so good and getting totally clean over a short period of time is enough to teach you that like you can feel amazing and all that other junk is just, yeah, you feel awful. So that's yeah. the biggest thing that I've seen that really helps is get super rigid for a little bit, go back, and then you're like, nah, never, never mind. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a, a perspective reset. Like you, yeah. you, you totally change your perspective on how what's a baseline how you should feel. Yeah, that's really interesting. So do you then advocate for a like a, a stark one week like transformational diet or something or how as opposed to just eliminating things like hey I drink too much beer or something or hey I don't eat breakfast and so you should eat X thing for breakfast do you approach it in a way where you're saying hey I want to change your perspective or is it different for everyone? Yeah, I'd say it's different for everyone, but I do just really focus in on what are the what's your Achilles heel in a particular area, right? If it's beer, like reevaluate. If it's wine, reevaluate. Where else can you get the polyphenols? If it's sugar, if it's bread, depending on your system. I do go for keep it clean, right? Follow that meal plan. And then after that, we see where you land. And that tends to, if you're here, let's do it here. If you're here in terms of how clean you are, we'll get you way up here. And realistically, you might end up in between, hopefully much closer to the clean. But then you have the tools to evaluate. So that's how more how I think about it. I don't want to make you a meal plan for the rest of your life. I want you to walk into the store or go to a restaurant and say, look at the label. Nope. Yep. You know, this is great. This is horrible. Hey, how can I adjust this meal? I'm out for business. Is there something I can tweak or something I can leave off? I really want to equip dads to be able to make those types of decisions for themselves and also influence on the family side. I think that's a, that can be a real struggle, right? If your kids don't want to eat off your meal plan, then that can be an issue. And so I really just, I want dads to be completely equipped and have it more baked into their lifestyle mm -hmm. uh, more than anything and, and do that through some, you know, sort of just conceptual things like the blood sugar spiking type of stuff and inflammation and these types of things. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I think, like you said, baking in their lifestyles, like, it's such a generational change for the better that can occur, because then you just start to eat better, and then your kids naturally are going to eat what you eat. I mean, I like it for the short term, but kids adjust. <laughs> if you all of a sudden don't have s certain things in the house, it's like they're just not going to eat it. And that's and a good it, thing. It, at some point, they're, they're going to eat that broccoli, right? Like, yeah. They'll, they'll only hold out so long. <laughs> <laughs> And it is challenging. It is challenging with kids. I feel like we have achieved and we're, we have a lot of work to do in our family. We're not perfect. But we have achieved some level of success in that the children honestly believe that blueberries are a perfectly fine dessert. They're actually like, they don't spike your blood sugar as much. Like they're, they're frozen blueberries are like ice cream now. It's yes. <laughs> like a little <laughs> That is yeah, so, yeah. Fresh picked blueberries are like the ultimate thing, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't so eat them. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's tough with families. But I think that if you do, who's going to teach our kids if we don't, right? Who's going to set that example? And, and no one's setting that example. And like the government's guidelines are off from the science. A lot of the emerging science is saying, hey, that's not right. I'm starting to get corrected. But um, if we don't teach them, they're going to learn other bad stuff, and, and it's socially acceptable. It's what the government says you're supposed to do, and it's just normal. Right. But it's not healthy. So. 
Absolutely. Soren, thanks so much for chatting, man. Yeah. I think it's such an important topic. And I think, um, like you said, with dads and with kids, the, the, the mental aspect of it and just how you feel and how you approach life is so much better when you're eating and you're exercising. And I think people know that intuitively, but they don't, if, until they experience it, you don't really understand. Yeah, yeah. You got to get past that tipping point. And once you do, yeah. though, ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, <it>. exactly. <laughs> So Soren, where can people find you if they want to find out more about what you're doing? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, FitDaddy365, on LinkedIn, Soren4 on LinkedIn. Those are probably the two primary places you should look for me. The website's got a lot of work, but FitDaddy365.com, you can find a little more information there. But really, most of the content, Instagram, LinkedIn, you can email me, Soren at FitDaddy365.com. I'm happy to you know, help however I can. And I'm, I'm here to serve dads, right? And, and here to, I want to transform our world. And, and that's generation after generation. So come find me. Happy to help. Awesome. And thank you so much, man. And we're, we're going to link up all that stuff in the show notes so people will be able to, to click over there. So thanks cool. again, man. I appreciate it. Sounds good. Mike, thank you. I really enjoyed this. And uh, I love what you're doing with the podcast and everything. It's, it's super cool. So good luck with number five coming. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs>